Happy Tuesday, everyone. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And I uh, just want to make sure that everyone is paying attention out there. If you don't know about Hurricane Ian, uh, which my son, who's named Ian, did not know about <laughs> Hurricane <Wow>. So <laughs> just throwing it out there. If, you have, if you're not paying attention, if you live under a rock, please watch the news. <laughs> Turn on the radio. Uh, we have a major hurricane coming our way. So we're going to make it through this show for sure, but uh, hopefully the rest of the the radio cycle for the week can, can survive as well. Um, my guests today are uh, Katie Worthington-Decker, Senior Vice President of the Lakeland Economic Development Council, better known as LEDC, which we'll refer to it just so it's not a tongue twister for the rest <laughs> of the show. And Jeff Donaldson, who is uh, not only the chair of the Lakeland Downtown Development Authority, which is the organization that I work for, so he's, uh, I guess... Boss man. By, by de facto, I don't know, ipso facto, I don't know, here's a, uh, my boss. I have no authority. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but he's also a property owner in downtown and founder and owner of Thomas Capital, which is the company that um, you were going to be developing some things in downtown with, correct? Correct, yeah. All right, well, thanks for both of you to be here. Um, before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's show, which we're going to be talking about downtown development and the things that uh, LEDC and the CRA and other organizations that are sort of uh, collaborating and working on uh, to to develop the plan for downtown. Uh, we've had many development plans over the years. We always do. Uh, but these the, the last catalyst plan and the, the next catalyst plan, I think, are, are game changers in terms of just where we're going and, and the amount of density that we're looking to to have in downtown. But before we get to that, uh, we don't thankfully we don't have a ton of events that are happening this weekend. So there's not a lot of things to cancel. Uh, but we do have the farmer's curb market, which uh, we hope that the storm will be past us and uh, by Saturday, and we'll have sunny skies. But depending on the amount of damage or if there's power outages, uh, we don't really know if we'll have the vendors to to come to the market. Uh, we want to make it available for them because many of them rely on this income. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that we, if we can have the market and they want to be there, that we will have the market, although it may be abbreviated, not five blocks, maybe two blocks, maybe one block. But we will communicate that uh, through... Our, uh, our websites, uh, you can go to downtownfarmerscurbmarket.org, which is a mouthful, but there's also downtownlkld.com, and then, of course, our Facebook pages as well. So we will communicate that to the public as soon as we learn uh, past the storm what our plan is for the farmer's market on Saturday. But next weekend is First Friday, so we should be clear. Um, it's Cookie Carnival. That's going to be a fun event, but we'll talk about that on next week's show, we'll get into the details because we have lots to talk about. So, uh, Jeff, I know um, we were going to start with you and just kind of, you know, fill us in on who you are and what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so, Jeff Donaldson, I am the owner of Thomas Capital. Um, fun fact, Brad Lunds, <laughs> who's Lunds Group, is a uh, partner of mine in Thomas Capital. Uh, Thomas is both of our middle names, so that's oh, where that came from. <laughs> uh, we own a various number of commercial properties throughout Polk County, um, probably about 500,000 plus square feet, um, all downtown-ish style existing properties. One of our infamous long-term projects has been the Marriott Residence Inn, 
in Winter Haven. <laughs> Katie knows about that. Yes. Oh, yes. I have uh, blogged about that many times yes, on numerous iterations. Absolutely, <laughs> which is going to be fantastic. It's finally permitted and ready to go. Excellent. Uh, we also own a very large building in Bartow, um, BB&T building, an old George Harris bank-style mm-hmm. building. Uh, sits on almost eight acres, and we built the very first modular Jimmy John's in the entire United States there. And mm-hmm. it was a uh, kind of a, a effort between us and the laws, and yes. uh, we needed to get over COVID, so we came up with this concept. Yeah, Jim John's corporate took it, and we were the first in the nation. Just, so. So, awesome. just so you know, the laws are not like laws on the books. Yeah, They're... Rick and Doug law. Right. <laughs> Sorry, the, the, the brothers the, who the brothers. own the franchise for oh, Jimmy really? John's. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, correct. Yes, they own the, all three Jimmy Johns that are in. Or are there four now because of the there, modular, or is it just there still will three? be a fourth in Winter Haven? We oh, have one okay, modular great. coming okay. right on. On Third Street in Winter Haven. So. Yeah. Oh, really? Where is that going? Uh, it's going to be right across from the Winter Haven Suites Hotel, right south of the shoe store in that little uh, firehouse subs oh, okay. kind of area. So it'll be pretty cool. Yeah. So we've got Jimmy John's downtown and the Jimmy John's down on South Florida Avenue, kind of mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. the Lake Miriam area, something yep. along those yep. lines. So just past the bowling alley. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and we also own the Ledger. Uh, we've owned that since 2016. Um, that was a project that was actually brought to us. There was a, a little bit of a, a, I guess you would call it a bid proposal mm. that you had to put out, um, a REIT out of New Jersey, uh, put it under contract, ARC Trust, and then they came to the LEDC, I mm-hmm. believe, in 2016 and asked for resumes and proposals from local developers. And for some crazy reason, they picked us. <laughs> um, and we've been great partners ever since. And you know, our whole idea has always been redevelop you know, when right. we can on that. There's 17 acres sitting in one of the best locations in downtown Lakeland. Mm-hmm. And yes. We felt very strongly from the beginning on that property. And so the ledger is, you don't own, just to clarify, you don't own the business, the ledger. So nope. don't call Jeff if you don't <laughs> get a paper. That's correct. <laughs> if your paper is, is lost during yeah. the hurricane, don't call Jeff. Yeah. Uh, actually, we leased the property to a company called Gannettco. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, when we purchased it, it was Ledger Media Group. Mm-hmm. They were then subsequently purchased by New Media and then Gannettco. Gannettco is actually USA Today. Yeah. So... If you, uh, we, we got to upgrade, I guess I would say. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Julie has so many opinions. So so I'm just not going to say anything. And credit. We got to upgrade and credit. Okay. There you go. (laughs) So that site is, um, as you said, it's 17 acres are when, if, and when you'll tell us about the development, uh, process there. I know there's kind of a story about Mm -hmm. what the, where you started with that project and, and kind of where it is today, but you, the 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 what do you call that thing the pr- the pl- the printing press press yeah. thank you the printing mm-hmm. press is you're going to keep that right because that really prints a lot of papers for yeah the actually region. the whole building is more than printing press it's uh, 181,000 square feet yeah. I'd say 55,000 ish is office space so mm-hmm. uh, Publix is a subtenant of mm-hmm. the ledger in the office space everybody's staying. We're yeah. not kicking anybody out. Right. Uh, the building will stay in process. The newspaper is printing more 
than it probably ever has. Mm-hmm. And that's something I think people don't realize mm-hmm. that, you know, the printing business is dead. Well, not if you're the last dinosaur on right. earth. <laughs> um, you, know, you will eat yes, everything else. Yeah. Exactly. So everybody wants to be friends with you when you're the last dinosaur on earth because they're in a spot where they can print the Miami Herald and have it right. delivered if they print it by midnight. Right. It'll be there by 5 a.m. Yeah. So it's um, they, they do more printing than anywhere in the country. For wow. all of That's USA pretty today. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I knew it was a, a big operation, but I didn't realize it had that yep. high level. That's pretty well, cool. Well, since, since they're printing so much, that's why they have to have a deadline of like 4 p.m. to turn in their story. So if any news happens after 4 p.m., <laughs> yeah. it's you have to wait a little bit to get it in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> and to clarify, most of the printing, 90%, I would say, is probably a contract external printer. Yeah. Not anything that the ledger is producing themselves. Right, mm-hmm. right. So we have about a minute or so before we've got to go to break. So we're going to just kind of talk about what we're going to talk about, which we'll talk about your story at the Ledger uh, site. But we're also going to talk about um, what downtown development in the West is going to hopefully look like in Mm -hmm. the future. And Katie can lead us kind of through that with the tools and and things that um, have been developed and uh, to make sure that future developers know what's available and what, if any, incentives there are and, you know, who the property owner is and all of that good stuff so that uh, when we do hit another boom, that everything's ready to go. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk about how we're preparing and making sure that that's the case. So stick with us and we'll be right back. And we're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And with me today is Katie Worthington Decker, uh, Senior Vice President of LEDC, and Jeff Donaldson, uh, not only a developer uh, and property owner downtown, but also chair of the Lakeland Downtown Development Authority, LDDA, which is the organization that brings you this show. So thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. (laughs) So, Katie, tell us kind of where we stand with... Um, the development uh, implementation. I know we have a we haven't flushed out the entire plan. Obviously, right. we don't have a plan for every single parcel, but we have a vehicle to communicate the plan that you guys have been working on yes. with yeah. the Lunds Group as well. Yes, yeah. yeah. So you know, you mentioned in your intro, Julie, that it, it's all about developing a plan and having a vision in order to execute anything. So, um, you know, uh, the city and the LDDA and different community partners get involved in trying to map out what could be. It's really trying to answer what could be. Um, And you normally start with these, you know, big, audacious ideas, and then you start to look at infrastructure (laughs) and you start to look at everything else that you might be able to do and um, drill down to that plan. So you mentioned Catalyst Mm 1.0, and that was really focused on the shores of Lake Mere, and uh, that was really brought forward in 2018-2019 timeframe, and uh, since that time, you've had $150 million of capital investment on the shores of Lake Mere. Uh, 2021, you start looking at North Downtown Area and um, LEDC, LDDA, the Lens Group, different developers start looking at what could be in that area. And out of that, we have the Oak Street apartments that are currently going through design and permitting and financing and mm-hmm. increased construction costs and all of that good stuff. But the the needle starts to move on those areas. 
So as we look at, you know, the, the downtown core, which has had a lot of love, mm-hmm. um, always could want more. Right. But we start to look at what other areas of the downtown need those catalyst projects to really ramp up what that growth could be. Um, and that's why we're really excited about Jeff's project mm-hmm. on the Ledger property. Because it is a catalyst project, that project. And we'll talk a lot more about that. But downtown West in and of itself is a huge area right for redevelopment. Lots of empty lots. Lots of empty lots. Um, And uh, beautifully, a lot of city-owned empty lots. Yes, which is (laughs) very helpful. (laughs) It is helpful because it creates more flexibility, um, at least in the visioning process, because you have one owner that Mm -hmm. you're able to work with when it comes to what do you want to see. Um, And it's in a CRA area. So we're very fortunate because it is in the community redevelopment area that, you know, similar to Dixieland and Midtown and and East Main, Downtown West has additional incentives um, and additional capability. And any redevelopment that happens in that area gets reinvested. Um, into the the coffers of that redevelopment, which you're right. really smiling about because yes. it's super exciting. Yes. Um, so thanks, Jeff, for that project <laughs> as well because the welcome. amount of money you're about to spend <laughs> is all going to get reinvested and deployed into other ways into the downtown, which is exciting. Yes. So I think um, we've been working on a communications tool right now, which we're calling Catalyst, right. I think is appropriate. Of course. Um, to And it's essentially a digital twin, a 3D model of the downtown. And... We are very blessed with numerous local developers, whether it's Jeff, whether it's Wesley Beck. I mean, the list goes on and on of people that were born and raised in Polk County that are reinvesting. But to really make headway, we need to really start attracting developers from all over the place to see Lakeland um, for what we all know it is, which is just right for opportunity um, and really a choice location for people relocating to Florida. So uh, this tool is really meant to communicate far and wide um, the opportunities that exist. It's meant to help the commission. Um, A lot of people believe you have to show somebody a pretty picture in order for them to really grasp it and what it's going to mean. And so it'll help the city commission. It'll help the public. It's a tool that's going to put more information um, at the fingertips of the public in a very digestible way. Um, And so that's really exciting. But for developers, it'll give them the ability to see what land is available, what could be, what we want. We get to control that narrative a little bit. All of us community partners get Mm -hmm. to say, well, wouldn't it be great if we saw this on this site? And then we can even talk about how we entitle or make those sites ready for development down the road. So if there's any barriers to entry, I mean, as a developer, wouldn't that be nice <laughs> to have a lot of that stuff already done absolutely. for you? Absolutely, yeah. yes, absolutely. Um, so it's it's really exciting. And, and with Downtown West, I know, you know, um, the city leadership has a lot of ideas. Downtown West was a little bit involved in the, um, from my understanding, in Catalyst 1.0. Mm-hmm. At that point, there was a lot of discussion around expansion of sports tourism in Correct. the area. Yes. So there was a soccer stadium mm-hmm. visioned for the site. Yep. Um, but as uh, needs evolve and change, you know, multifamily is a huge mm-hmm. uh, need in this community, um, whether that be affordable or mixed rate, um, which is what we'd really like to see is mixed affordable and market rate housing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then you have this whole new gift of Bonnet Springs, right? which bookends this downtown West area. Yes. And so it, downtown West naturally becomes that, uh, a connection, that yeah. gateway mm-hmm. to the downtown core, um, whether that be by uh, bike or rollerblades. And we have that pesky <laughs> railroad in the way, which we got to figure out, but, um, you know, it, it becomes a whole new equation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, Jeff, you are going to solve this equation for us, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Build some pretty buildings. I'm doing everything day. all by myself. Absolutely. <laughs> I will uh, add to that that, to Katie's point, mm-hmm. development needs sometimes entitlements. And our partner who came in to help us with this is Index Investment Group out mm-hmm. of Jupiter. And they had several trips they planned up here. One of those was a trip to Bonnet Springs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Index Investment Group is a Swedish based. Um, company. Mm. And so they've done billions of Mm. residential and industrial development in Stockholm, where they're from. And now they've moved to Florida and they're about to do the same. And they've, they've completed a bunch in the South, Southeast area of the state. Um, Recently, uh, the point on West Shore is one of their projects. Mm -hmm. So if you want to look that up, it's a 480 unit, one of the first pioneering projects on West Shore, Um, completely successful, you know, 100% booked. Um, something to look at mm-hmm. and be inspired by what we can do here in Lakeland. But mm-hmm. after that visit to Bonnet Springs, they turned around, went to the lunch group, say, how many can we fit on site? <laughs> because this place is going to blow up and that mm-hmm. is going to bring so much um, industry in so many different ways mm-hmm. to Lakeland. And, mm-hmm. you know, thank you to all the public's family, extended family, mm-hmm. David Bunch and what he's done. I don't think anybody saw the vision like they did. And, mm-hmm. This is crazy. It's going to be crazy good mm-hmm. for Lakeland. Um, and with that, we had some entitlements we had to go through. Um, they single-handedly said they've never seen a process go more smoothly than it went with us. I think mm-hmm. it was two meetings, and then the mayor wanted us to go higher than we actually were allowed to go. That's um, awesome. I've they, never seen commissioners they, get so giddy about a project. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can yeah, you build I, higher? Can yeah, you yeah. do this? And yeah. that blew away, you know, yeah. our partners as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thankfully they have the, the ability to do almost anything. We're going to stay within the boundaries of economics, but right. it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch this one come up. Well, one thing with the heights, too, because there might be some listeners that are like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. we're going to have a skyscraper in downtown Lakeland. You have to remember the ledger site is at the bottom of a hill. Right. So if we're going to go higher in mm-hmm. any on any parcel in the downtown community, that makes a lot of sense because you actually will probably end up being even or somewhat even with yep. the heights from the downtown. So skyline wise, it'll really be yeah. um, very complementary to what we if have. If we the took the highest height we can do in our entitlements, we're probably 20 or 30 feet lower than the highest building in downtown Lakeland yeah. because of the elevation Interesting. difference. Um, we have a 25 foot grade from the top of Lyme all the way to the footprint of the building, mm-hmm. existing building. So wow. there's a lot of grade that we'll, we will need to dig out, probably put parking on, underneath mm-hmm. and do things like that. Um, a lot of structured parking is going to be a part of you know our design. Yes. Um, so yeah, we're, we're pretty excited about the density. It's mm-hmm. going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, that, um, I, I can't wait to see. I know you said what we were on a break, what, what sort of, uh, iteration you were on so we'll talk about that when we come, when we come back because i think Absolutely. it's i think people don't realize like you get one design and you build it and everything's good but this has been a very long process for you guys just to this point so yes absolutely. all right we'll, we'll take another break and we'll come back Thanks for sticking with us. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And today uh, with me is Katie Worthington-Decker of LEDC and Jeff Donaldson of 
the Thomas or, or Thomas Capital, not the Thomas Capital, just Thomas Capital. <laughs> it's not like the I'm Ohio State. The Ohio State. So we were talking before the break about downtown West in general, but specifically the the Ledger site because that is owned by Thomas Capital. And Jeff, you are the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, developer on that, <laughs> on that sort of co-development, but okay. I'm the lead local. Okay, you're the lead local. You're the local voice face of that Correct. of that project. So tell us where you are. Uh, what point in in the process you are today, and kind of how you got to that point? Because I'm sure there was lots of um, uh, things to overcome and changes, and and then kind of what it, what is your vision for that 17 acre site? Sure. So um, we recently, I think, got our entitlements. Was it August? It was. Um, when we got our entitlements. And even before then, we were doing schematic conceptual designs, trying to figure out what, what can we do if we get these entitlements? Uh, what does it look like? Um, we are on scheme R. So if you know how many letters are in alphabet, we are way down the road and everything before that has been thrown away. Mm. So um, to give you a little background, I have my master's in engineering actually uh, sustainable design and recycling. So I have a very big self-responsibility mm-hmm. to, as LDDA chair to do this right. the right way. Right. So I'm always pushing back and saying, no, it needs to be more inclusive. We need mm-hmm. to connect the community better. We need to do mm-hmm. this. The trail needs to go here. Why is it going that way? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that has obviously pushed a good envelope into scheme R. May not be the last scheme, but what we have now. Um, we would like to develop our first phase, really. It's probably a two-part phase, but anything north of um, just that front part of the ledger building, so north towards Lime Street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's about, I'd say, four and a half to five acres. We can we can probably go vertical uh, pretty dense there, but we need to obviously go vertical to where the economy is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can't go 20 stories. We're not in downtown Orlando. We're not in downtown Tampa. And rents there versus here are $4 versus 2 mm-hmm. And there's a reason why you're seeing that. In West Palm Beach, they're $5.5 mm-hmm. versus our 2 ah. I think by the time we are built, we'll be at 3 But we're at the highest point of construction prices right now. So yeah. we're trying to figure out that feasibility, where that lands without overwhelming you know, downtown Lakeland and coming up with something that, again, is responsible. Um, so um, one of the first things we need to solve for is obviously parking. So that's been a big, um, it's my perpetual, you know, Achilles heel in <laughs> yes. anything I do. Well, that's downtown um, development for exactly. you, though. Yeah, any downtown. So I think, you know, our first thing, our design had probably 1,500 spaces structured. Wow. Um and now it's been kind of bifurcated into multiple structured parking lots, and we'll probably do something precast so it's quick and easy. But you know, we have to solve for everybody on site because mm-hmm. we're we're not kicking anybody out, right? Um, and then we have to build for future, and then we'll have retail and restaurants on the bottom floor, and we have to build for patrons when they mm-hmm. come in, visitors. You know, what if? Publix or Ledger have a big meeting on site. Mm-hmm. They still need parking for additional space. Mm-hmm. So we want to be accommodating for everybody. Um, you know, we realize that we have a responsibility to get that done the right way. And that's I, I, that's what I like about this project is, you know, showing people that it can happen the mm-hmm. right way. We can get it done the right way. Do you think a parking deck will be one of your first? Is that kind of it phase will. one? Yes, it has to be. There's There's no question about it. There's multiple reasons. We have to buffer... Um, the construction. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
your husband knows being in the construction industry. Yeah. If you're going vertical at all, you, that's going to be noisy and mm-hmm. interruptive and everything in between. Um, so putting a parking deck somewhere to buffer that building and the next piece of construction is going to be, you know, a necessary component to mm-hmm. facilitate who's on site existing, that on site traffic, and then how to build this thing here on out. Um, and we are only, again, the preface, we're only focused north of the building right now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have rights all over the, the property, mm-hmm. and that is so far down the road, we're not even thinking yeah. of it. If it goes well, yeah, maybe five years down the road, we'll start to think about that, but not right now. The north of the property, and I don't know what version, if it was version C or version, you know, M, I don't know, <laughs> but um, had kind of a town center look to it going yep. towards the ledger building from Lyme. Is that what you think? Is that an R right now, that kind um, of town center with yes, two buildings? Yes. Um, that would be my hope. Uh, mm-hmm. The difference would be where's that retail end up? We definitely want that corridor where it's a multimodal pedestrian friendly corridor mm-hmm. on where call it New York Avenue, where it's mm-hmm. New York Avenue used to extend all the way into our property. Right. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, and come basically to the doorstep of the front door of the ledger building. Um, that will be kind of our gateway for the connection of that bike trail because. Mm-hmm. The bike trail extends north of Lime Street on New York again, and we need to connect that. Um, so that area is most likely a good spot for a lot of retail. There's mm-hmm. also thought, well, what if we did something on Lime, you know, on that first floor level? Mm-hmm. So we're going through different iterations there as well. But mm-hmm. there's there's no lack of retail, I would say. So That's good. Yeah, and hopefully uh, that really energizes all the properties across the street from you because there's a lot of vacant lots across yes. the street yes. from you that uh, could be more apartments, more mixed use. And in Catalyst One, mm-hmm. uh, 1.0, there that all was, you know, part that was developed with, with office and, and, and um, not necessarily renderings of buildings, more just blocks, building right, blocks. Right, like this could of, be. Yeah. Right, right. And, um, but that's where, uh, to me, for, for the survival of of the core of downtown around Munn Park and to grow retail there we just need lots more people living downtown I mean any any thriving downtown that you see has a lot of residents that can walk to it Mm -hmm. and uh, so parking is really really important but walkability is also really really absolutely one of our bread and butter from Thomas Capital perspective Mm -hmm. is really every project connecting the people with the real estate you can't do that. You can't create sustainability, and you have a lot of turnover. So that connection is super important to connect the pedestrian corridor. Um, and I'll add, we don't want to be a mall. We right. don't want to be a town. We, mm-hmm. I, I don't mean to misuse the word town center, but we don't want to be a town center in this in the sense of a mall. Yeah, not but, a lakeside village. Right. Exactly. Right, 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 but yeah. to use as an example, mm-hmm. there was a lot of turnover in Lakeside Village yes. until they built apartments. Mm-hmm. That's and true. a lot of people don't realize how much people in one specific area draw retail and make it sustainable. Because mm-hmm. um, people want to shop and eat as close to home as they possibly can. Right. I think exactly. and, and, and the walking and the you know riding. I know Florida's hot and people probably don't walk as much as they could if this was a more um, uh, pleasant climate for the majority of the year. Mm-hmm. But I think that 
you know, I, I rarely, as someone who lives in downtown, and you just moved yeah, from downtown, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I rarely, not because I, not because downtown is my job and I've got to make sure that I show my face there, which is true, but I rarely go to a restaurant north of Memorial or oh, south yeah. of Edgewood yeah. just mm-hmm. because I don't even think about that. It's just not in my, right. not my wheelhouse in terms of where I want to go. Traffic. Well, yeah. and there's, you know, there's local favorites all over yes. Lakeland, north and south. But if you're really like we are all at this table, mm-hmm. so committed to local <laughs> restaurants, right. um, it's easy because you have a lot to pick up from when you come downtown. And Julie and I have been talking a lot about retail spaces as we get phone calls of people that are like, hey, I want to open my first location or mm-hmm. my second location in downtown. And it's really hard to find the spaces. Yes, we do or, need more retail yeah. space. And even over at Catapult, I mean, we, we're so proud of the businesses that launch, but we want them to launch into Lakeland. Mm-hmm. And they're launching into surrounding downtowns because there's availability of space in those areas. So. Yeah. Well, that's fine. But I know. We're proud to- of them. And they can open their second location <laughs> here. Right. But we'd love to retain them here. Yes. So. All right. Well, we've got to go uh, to break again, but we will be back with Jeff and Katie. So stick with us. And we're back. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend. And with me today is Jeff Donaldson with Thomas Capital and Katie Worthington Decker with LEDC. And we're just having a chat about <laughs> uh, downtown Lakeland and the development opportunities that uh, are coming. And of course, the Jeff's big project at the Ledger. You may have read about it uh, in the Ledger. Or on, <laughs> or on LAL, or on uh, Lakeland now. Uh, it's been a hot topic in the last, I guess, couple of months because you've been in front of the city commission a couple of times with yep. various iterations or just sort of stages of of things that you needed them to approve before you could really continue yep. on your process. So tell us, kind of, um, I mean, what are the next steps you've got? So we've got actually a signed proposal with the architect to take us all the way through schematic design as fast as we can, picking a concept we like. Um, As I mentioned in a previous segment, we're on concept R, so Mm -hmm. a lot of throwaways. We need to pick one and move forward, um, but it's got to be right. So I think schematic design, for those who don't know, is is basically a 30% construction set. So you can move pretty quickly after that. Okay. Um, We would love to be permitted next year. <laughs> um, that's really the goal, mm-hmm. um, at least for this first phase. But, you know, we also have to take into account, you know, and I'm going to speak a little bit of, of, you know, finance jargon. Jargon, yeah. <laughs> but you develop this total cost, you know, yield over total cost right now, 6%. That's a good day. Mm-hmm. And your bank rate's six and a quarter? Mm. Like that doesn't make any sense. You're right. going in backwards. Usually leverage is supposed to help you. So we, we need to figure that out. I think we'll be okay long term when we actually start building this thing. Our partners are very strong financially. So, you know, I don't know if we want to do it all cash up front or what that scenario is, but we're not really concerned about it as much as, you know, probably other people are. But that is obviously weighing on things like inflation, cost of concrete versus mm-hmm. finishes versus, yeah. you know. How do we build this thing the most efficiently, the quickest, the fastest mm-hmm. is actually coming into play now um, to make this thing viable, but not build a product that we're not, 
you know, pleased about and, mm-hmm. you know, feel good about for the city of Lakeland. So mm-hmm. um, those are the challenges that couldn't be more interesting of a time right now to do all this. But, um, you know, I'm confident that Lakeland, if we're doing it anywhere, downtown Lakeland's the place to do it. Yeah. And that confidence, I mean, we once we get this going, I could see us doing two or three more of these in downtown Lakeland if we can find the space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we got some vacant land yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can show you in the Catalyst platform. <laughs> there we go. That'll work. Step into my office, Jeff. I will show you. <laughs> well, and there's, you know, there's two other. Um, I don't know if we consider that West Downtown as well, Lake Wire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you know, you've Carter got the guys. two. Yeah. yeah, you got Carter that. Um, you know, they're ready to start moving forward on that. They, they bought the property. That's the, for the listeners, the old Florida tile site, which is kind of directly across the bridge or street, however right. you want to say it, from Bonnet Springs. Um, and that, I think, initially all told was like 600 mm-hmm. Yeah, they're um, phase units, one, phase, phase two. Phase one, phase mm-hmm. two. There's off, potential of office or hotel, retail, all that. And then there's Peachtree Flats, kind of a quarter of the way around Lake mm-hmm. Wire, which is 88 units that'll be going in front of the CRA, I think next week on their agenda. So there's a lot. And then of course, Oak Street Apartments within the downtown core. Um, So there's a lot of activity Mm -hmm. around that. But all of those factors you just mentioned, you know, construction costs and financing and cost to borrow money and all of that sort of thing, all factors into the equation on how quickly these things can come to fruition. Absolutely. And when, when we're looking at it, we've had multiple market studies done for Lakeland. And what's unique is all the stars are aligning in mm-hmm. downtown Lakeland mm-hmm. as far as jobs coming in, uh, wages getting higher. Um, the price that you can rent an apartment for is actually going up still, which you know a lot of people don't like, but it makes these projects happen uh, right. to a certain extent. And with all the projects, and they all went forward 100%, I still think we would be at 50 to 60% capacity of what we could handle in downtown Lake. Hmm. And it's just, there's so much that's being thrown at the fire. The fire is getting bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's cool. And that's why we're so confident that this is going to be a great project. Yeah. Um, well, I will, I'll give some kudos to David Bunch because yeah. back in the day and um, you know, we talked about him and his vision to bring Bonnet Springs uh to fruition with some partners, obviously. But when we were talking about Mirrorton years ago, uh, <laughs> David and I were like two of the very few people at the meeting were like, we want more density. We yeah. can do it. We can handle it. We know we can. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, no, no, the market, you know, it doesn't support it. The, the... I remember that project. Do you? Do you? I, re- I didn't. <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. But, uh, yeah. Congratulations, the frameworks. That's the right. Oh. I'm pretty yes. sure we won. We still have have a winning record. You on that do, one. You, you do, do. Yeah. you do. Yeah. But yeah, we we definitely, and it could have used more density by I the mean, time they, it finished. They proved that. Yeah, they yeah. were full and yeah. like darn it, could have had. It another, should be 1,500 apartments. I mean, that was be. a 14 acre site, I think, yes. Julie, wasn't it? Yes. And it's 300 units. I mean, it is nice. I love the pool area. I mean, the the amenities wise, it it made space for that, but they could have gone even just like two stories higher Mm -hmm. in density there. But parking, you know, is is always the challenge and they didn't want to go structured. And there's a reason for that. It's really expensive. Yeah. And uh, so, but you're you guys are going to do structured parking. So how are you going to, how are you going to justify those numbers with, with the costs of of structured parking? Um, Well, density. So we have a 17-acre site. We can do more <laughs> units than anybody. And, and the economic scale, you know, the economy of scale uh, makes your economics work a mm-hmm. lot better when you mm-hmm. have that density. So 
Um, eventually, you just have to do it. I mean, yeah. there's no reason to do structured parking if you're doing over 500 units on four acres. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make any sense. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll see what we can get done and hopefully well, the most yeah. the merrier. Well, and that's when we talk about how we make these projects happen as a community. You know, Julie, your organization, mine, the city, we all have to sit down and say, what are we willing to incentivize? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we talk about structured parking all the time. Um, yeah, we have we have great conversations. <laughs> we are so fun to hang around <laughs> because we talk about things like structured parking right. um, and signage around yes. parking. But the city will appreciate, the yeah. community will appreciate us pushing for that. But, um, you know, when you look at projects like Oak Street or even Peachtree Flats, I think, is trying to do structured parking over there. Mm. Um, in order to make that equation work, you do have to give developers certainty. Um, so whether that's the city leasing back spaces for a certain number of years or uh, increasing the cost to park in some of those areas, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's important that we kind of look at if this is something that we need, how can we, in the short term, it's not a 30-year deal, but in the short term, make it more palatable for a developer to spend that money. Yeah, we um we have lots of uh, surface lots that mm -hmm. that we that and the parking is is relatively inexpensive to in downtown and, mm -hmm. and my my beef has always been that we don't have the individual person paying for their parking the employers are paying for their parking so the individual person doesn't value that commodity as much mm -hmm. as they would if they were spending their own dollars on it so mm -hmm. hopefully that will will change over time where you know, even a big employer will say, even if they give them some money back, and they'll give you a $30 a month raise, but go figure out your own parking, because that's mm -hmm. what it would have cost us to pay for it. Just because I think people would, would choose a remote lot that's free and walk or carpool. So many one cars, one person in, in downtown. That's it's a, it's like painful. 100% of what it is It's downtown. so painful. Yeah. But I know, to, to be fair, uh, I know the parking services folks uh, and traffic operations are working on on some ways to change how we present parking to people so that we can use more of the inventory for the short-term people, our customers, which right. is, you right. know, the customers are always complaining about there's not enough parking. And mm -hmm. if you may get there if you build 5,000 units downtown <laughs> and everybody parks at their residence and, and walks. walks to work. That's right. Yeah. Um, that is the plan. You know, that's how you get there. That's I mean, how look you at get Charlotte. There. Charlotte's a perfect example of some, right. a town that turned over. Yeah, mm -hmm. so. yeah absolutely. Well, we are out of time, guys. Thank you so much. I know we could have talked lots more, and we'll have you back, and we'll talk more about uh, the development of downtown over time. But that's it for now. Everyone stay safe. Take shelter from Hurricane Ian, and uh, we'll hopefully talk with you next week. Thank Thanks. you.